I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 188 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have an outstanding guest to bring you guys today. He is a first-class father who happens to be one of the best big-wave surfers in the world. He has been crushing the waves professionally since he was a teenager. Shane Dorian will be here with me shortly, so please stick around for the interview. And speaking of teenagers, I now have one living in my home. Yesterday, our oldest son, Christopher, turned 13 years old, and I couldn't be more proud of the person he is and the person he is becoming. The future is very bright for old Checkmate Charlie, and I am extremely blessed to be his father. Uh, he definitely makes me feel like a first-class father every day. So it is a new chapter in our family here, and he really enjoyed his birthday. I posted up a picture or two from our hibachi dinner last night, and I also posted up some pictures of my daddy-daughter date to see Frozen on Broadway. My daughter Emily was just mesmerized by the entire experience, and to top it off, Robert Creighton, who plays the Duke of Wesselton, took us on stage and backstage, and that really just made the experience that much more incredible. Uh, Robert Creighton is a class act and a wonderful performer. Former, and I would expect nothing less from a James Cagney fan. And you can hear my interview with the Duke of Wesselton back on episode 153. And one thing that I did want to share with you guys about that night, during the intermission, I was waiting online to use the restroom with my daughter, who was wearing her light-up Elsa dress. She looked so beautiful. So many people were commenting on it. And one woman online said, oh, I love her dress. Where did you get it? And before I had the opportunity to answer, she laughed and said, oh, I should be asking her mother. <laughs> and I said, no, you can ask me. Dads buy their kids' clothes as well. And I bought this one at Target. But right there is one of these false stereotypes about dads that is completely incorrect. Now, she had no idea what my situation was. I could have been a single dad, a widowed dad, a gay dad, whatever. Uh, it didn't matter. She just has this image in her head of what fathers are like, and her comment reflected that. I wasn't insulted in any way, but I mentioned it here just because there is a very tilted picture of fatherhood portrayed by pop culture that doesn't match up with how dads really are. And if you need any proof of this, you can just scroll through the now 188 episodes of this podcast and listen to what so many of the men who have accomplished everything from winning Super Bowl MVPs to being Navy SEAL Team 6 operators to entrepreneurs who have amassed a fortune and everything in between. And despite all these incredible achievements, it has been through the experience of fatherhood that has brought them the greatest sense of fulfillment in their life and it is a great testimony to what fatherhood is really all about and right here we are celebrating fatherhood and family life because fatherhood rocks family values rule and every day is father's day right here with me and i'm going to jump into the action right now with surfboarding legend shane dorian i'm alec lace and you're listening to first class fatherhood I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and joining me now is a first-class father. He spent 11 years touring the World Championship Tour as a professional surfer. He has won numerous big wave awards, including Waterman of the Year, Ride of the Year, and Best Overall Performance. He is also an inventor who created a revolutionary device to aid in the safety of surfboarders all over the world. It is a big privilege for me to say, Shane Dorian, welcome. 
to First Class Fatherhood. Very cool. Thanks for having me. All right, let's start here. How many kids do you have and how old are they? I got two kids. Um, I have a daughter named Charlie. She's nine years old. And I have a son named Jackson who's 12. Wow, very cool. And what type of uh, sports or activities are they into? Uh, my daughter is um, into dancing. Like she, she does ballet and she also does hula. And she just started surfing recently. Um, and then my son is mostly into surfing and skateboarding. Okay, and please, Shane, take a minute here just to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Yeah, um, uh, my name is Shane Dorian. I'm from Kona in Hawaii, and uh, I'm uh, I'm 46 years old, and I've been a pro surfer since I graduated high school. But I was born and raised in Hawaii, and um, I still am a pro surfer. I I focus on big wave surfing, and um, but but these days I'm easing more into uh, you know a lot more parenting and. A, a little bit less surfing, but still a lot. Okay, 46. That puts you at about 34 when you became a father. So how did the experience of becoming a dad change your perspective on life? Oh, man. It, uh, it, you know, for, for me, I was really focused on surfing really large waves when I had kids. And, and so for me, it was, a, it was a bit of an adjustment because surfing really huge waves is really dangerous. I have a lot of really good friends that have, have passed away surfing really big waves. And so it was just a situation for me where it started making me think you know think a little bit more responsibly and you know I've, i i kind of realized i had a it wasn't just me anymore you know so i had to i had to make some smarter choices for my kids and and you know just to be be around more i you know being a pro surfer uh being a pro surfer is a is a is a pretty selfish lifestyle really it's like you don't really have to think about really anybody but yourself most of the time and so um so yeah, it's it's like when you have kids, it's like it's not just about you anymore. It's about it's about um, you know sharing a lot of your time with your family. Yeah, very well said. And I heard you on Joe Rogan's podcast saying that you have been traveling the world surfing as young as 12 years old. And now that you have a 12 year old yourself, does that kind of put things in perspective for you? In a sense that um, could you imagine your son doing what you did at that age? Yeah, it's pretty weird. I mean, I I I, I started traveling a lot when I was about 12, 13 years old. And then I actually moved, I moved away. I moved to another Island to, to pursue surfing when I was, when I was 15 years old. So I was pretty much on my own when I was 15. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. And what has the experience been like for you to kind of teach your kids how to surf and, and do they enjoy it? Yeah. I mean, it, it was for, for, you know, it's so normal in Hawaii to, to surf. Right. So it was just a, and it was also something that I was always really passionate about. So, so when I had kids, I, I really wanted to, you know, be able to share that surfing lifestyle. And, a, and, you know, I really wanted them to have surfing in their life just for the rest of their lives because it's, it's a, you know, it's a great way to meet friends. It's a, it's a great way to stay healthy, and, and um, it's a great reason to travel, go and, go and surf new waves, and, and, and just do different things and travel the world. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just a. But it's it's funny as a parent, you know, it's like, you know, we really want our kids to like the things that we like, but you really can't force that on them. You can, you can hope for that, but you can't really make it happen. So I exposed my kids to surfing with the, with the hope that they would really enjoy it. And I, I just got really lucky because my kids love surfing. Cool. Yeah. And it seems like surfing is something that wouldn't really change much over the years. But what have been some of the biggest changes that you've seen in surfing since you started as a kid? Oh, man, it's it's um it's a relatively young sport, you know, so it's evolving at a pretty quick rate. Um, what, one of the biggest things these days is, is wave pools. I'm actually in Texas 
right now with my son Jackson and three of his friends from home. And um, we're we're here and did some some coaching and some training and stuff in a in a in a wave pool in Waco, Texas. So so like it's an artificial wave, um, but the wave you know it has like thousands of waves a day, you know that come in and 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 it's very mechanical. So it's so it's really easy like to train kids and learn new tricks and learn to do different things that you're trying to to you know uh, get better with. So. That's 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 probably the biggest things is you know when I was a kid I only dreamed of 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 wave pools and actual perfect waves coming in and now you can you can you can create them. Yeah, and it is just amazing what is available today with the technology all across the board. And, and technology is one of these things that is a double-edged sword. It creates a challenge for many parents out here, including myself. Um, and I know you have the kids outdoors quite a bit, but how do you kind of handle video games and technology and all that stuff with your kids? Yeah, it's um. It's a very tricky thing, you know, because so I, I just try and make it to where my kids earn their screen time, and then it's very limited, um, especially on school days. You know, they have, they get very little, and they have to to, to really earn it. Um, and I'm happy to take it away when they're not they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. So, um, but yeah, I they my you know my it's funny I've I have friends that are like you're so lucky that your kids don't like video games, and I'm like I don't know what you're talking about. My my kids like video games a lot. I just don't let them sit on video games all day long, you know. So many, so many parents these days, they just will like just like give their kid an iPad and just forget about the rest of the day. It is time to get an important word from our sponsors, then back with more from Shane Dorian. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. We are all about creating good humans, right? But if you're finding your kids are more interested in listening to cartoon characters than you, the parent, here's a great way to get your kids thinking about what good behavior really is. The SirDap Game Show app is so much fun for kids 5 to 8 who are challenged to figure out what's polite or rude, who left a mess, or what's right for the environment, while absorbing good messages about how their behavior can affect others. Check out SirDap.com to learn more. That's S-I-R-D-A-P-P.com. Yeah, and with that, Shane, what type of uh, disciplinarian are you as a father? Um, you know, I, um, I'm, I, it's, it's, it's tough. You know, I, I definitely, um, I, I expect a lot out of my kids. I expect them to have, you know, great manners and be kind and be honest, and and that's all I really ask for is then for, for them to try hard. You know, in school and you know, sort of whatever they want to do, I expect them to really try hard. And, and, you know, besides that, I don't ask for a whole lot. And so, um, but yeah, as far as the, as far as discipline goes, um, I don't know. I mean, for, for me, it's like, you know, taking away things that they like, which is really hard to do as a parent, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I have three boys and a girl. She's my youngest and I do discipline her a bit differently than I do the boys. And sometimes I struggle with saying no to her. And it's uh, something that emotionally as a father, I need to improve on uh, for sure. They really need boundaries, though. You know, that, that's a, that's the best thing for them. They, you know, they don't need a friend. They need parents. So that's a it's a it's hard because we all want to be their friends. We want to do fun things with them all the time. And when it's time to, you know, if they if they mess up or or they, you know, they don't do what, what they should be doing. It's easy to just kind of cop out and just like let them get away with it. But, you know, I, I really feel like they need boundaries. 
Yeah, very well said. All right, now you created something called the V1 inflatable wetsuit. What was the genesis of that, Shane, and are many surfers using it nowadays? Yeah, um, the V1 is uh, it's an inflatable wetsuit, and I, I, I got the idea because I almost died surfing big waves. I was surfing at a, at a break called Mavericks in Half Moon Bay, and the waves were giant. I had, a, I had a big wipeout and got pulled underwater for multiple waves, and I basically almost drowned. It was a very, very close call. And so I had to come up with something. I, I tried to come up with something that would, would, would make surfing really big waves a whole lot safer. And so I, um, I, I started messing around and, and basically developed a wetsuit that incorporated a CO2 gas cartridge, a, a really small CO2 cartridge, and then an air bladder that is built into my wetsuit. And so, and it's, it's manually inflated. So, if you're held down underwater and you feel like it's a really dangerous situation, you have a pull on the front of your wetsuit. Actually, you have four of them now. Um, you have four pulls on the front of your wetsuit. And when you pull that, it opens that CO2 cartridge into the bladder and it creates like a big air bubble in your wetsuit and it brings you to the surface. Yeah, wow, that is incredible. And now with all this technology, it has made it a lot more easier to follow surfboarding along. It makes it accessible to everybody. Uh, but that wasn't the case when you were first starting out. You couldn't just watch these events on YouTube or, or from somebody's uh, live GoPro feed. So who did you kind of look up to when you were just first turning pro? Uh, who kind of inspired you early on? Yeah, it was just probably, you know, the top surfers that, that, that were competing full-time um, on the world tour. In, in surfing, it's similar to golf where the they have different stops on the tour, different competition stops around the world. And, and so when I was a kid, I looked up to guys like um, Tom Carroll, Tom Curran, Martin Potter, just some, some of the guys were the really top surfers in like the, you know, mid to late 80s. And, um, but yeah, they, there was no internet then, so it was really difficult to watch the events and, and really like keep in touch with, with what was happening. And it's so easy these days. And every single event has, has a live webcast. A lot of them are on television, and so it's so easy for the kids now to keep in touch and 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 watch through social media and all the different all the different outlets. It's so it's so easy for them to stay in touch. Yeah, definitely. All right, what's next for you? You've had so many accomplishments uh, on the surfboard here. What kind of goals or plans do you have for yourself for the future? Man, I just want to be a great dad. Actually, um, I'm really enjoying being being a dad, and and my kids are are sort of right in the middle of, of, of their age, like before, they, before they're out of the house probably. So I'm really going to really try and um, maximize and, and, and enjoy the, the next six or seven years, you know, while, while they're still living under my roof. And, um, yeah, it's just I'm having a blast and I want to be a good dad. Yeah, and my oldest just turned 13 yesterday. So we are in uncharted waters here in uh, my family. But, I mean, we're as ready as we're ever going to be. Yeah, that's a tough age, man. They're so they get to be so uncomfortable when they're you know fifteen, sixteen, and and they they think that they know everything, but they really don't know much yet. So I'm 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 also in that same boat where I'm I'm a little bit nervous about the future, but I'm really going to try and enjoy it. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right, last thing I want to hit you with here, Shane. I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? Oh man, I would say. You know, for 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 anyone who's about to be a dad or a new dad, it, it's not it's it's not rocket science. You don't you don't you don't have to try to be the best dad on the planet. I think most of it is like ninety percent of it's showing up. It's like I I, I feel like our kids um, don't remember all the times that we're there, but they're gonna remember all the times you're not there. 
and and I you know for for me it's always just about trying to be there as much as I can for my kids. Um, you don't have you don't have to like be the world's best parent or think about it every day. You just have to be there. You know, so as long as you're there for your kids, you're a good parent. Well said. I love the message. Uh, this has been a lot of fun for me. I got to say, Shane Dorian, you are a first class father, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Fatherhood. Cool, man. Thanks so much. It's a lot of fun. Okay, I'm back with a couple of closing thoughts in just a second here. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Shane Dorian for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM over on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. And then lock it in. We are just getting started here this week. Tomorrow on the podcast will be the New York Times bestselling author of Fit to Fat to Fit, Drew Manning. He'll be on the podcast here. Wednesday, the father of the late Jesse Reese and the founder of the Jesse Reese Foundation, Eric Reese will be here with me. Thursday, CrossFit phenomenon Jason Kalipa is stopping by the show. And Friday, to get you ready for this year's Kentucky Derby, world-class jockey Jose Ortiz will be here with me. He is saddling Tacitus, one of the top horses in this year's Run for the Roses. You do not want to miss out on that. So keep it locked in and spread the word in your neighborhood or in your contact list with every father that you know about the show here. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Sometimes